You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. There's a new era in Twins baseball, and this is the show that keeps you in tune with the team's fresh approach. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, featuring insight on the new direction, interviews with your favorite players, and more. Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins is presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. Now, here's Chris Atterbury. Time for another edition of Deep Cuts. Welcome. It's another uh, cool night here as we work our way towards uh, really the, the heart of the offseason for Twins fans. Caravan is underway. Uh, as uh, you listen to this, uh, we've got Caravan again next week and Twins Fest. This is Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. Another great show here tonight. Paul Molitor is actually going to be spending this evening in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Uh, so we are uh, pre-taping this segment uh, with Paul in studio before he heads out to uh, pheasant country to talk about uh, the Twins and preach the gospel of Twins baseball. Joe Mauer is going to join us in studio live as well. And we've got three cuts with Joe coming up, as well as some odds and ends from around uh, the baseball world, including a new class uh, in Cooperstown. So we've got a lot to talk about here today. And, Paul, uh, before we send you on your way for Caravan, uh, it's good to have you here in studio. And uh, Happy New Year to you. You were here doing a, a pretty fair Billy Joel impersonation here <laughs> as uh, as you uh, you got in about a dozen different song titles in your well, your introductory comments here. Kind of a we didn't start the fire feel to it. I, I, uh, I appreciate you saying that. Good to see you and Happy New Year mm-hmm. to you and to our crew behind the glass. It's exciting time of the year for me. You know, it doesn't change, you know, one year, 10 years, 40 years of getting ready for a big league season. But today we got a little detour in the music world. Uh, you know, the Twins very excited to announce Billy Joel coming here this summer. Unfortunately, I'm part of the press conference, but won't get to see the show. I, I saw him here when he was back, back at Target uh, Center in 15, and he's just one of those guys that's found a way to uh, sustain the test of time. And, and we had a little fun with the comments, uh, mixing in some of those song titles. Very impressed. Try not to embarrass myself, but had a little fun with that. So, yeah, hey, if you're a concert fan, music fan, Minnesota music fan, whatever, come out and see Billy here at Target Field. I'm sure it'll be a great show. You have a favorite song? Because I know, like, with Bruce, you talk about growing up being one of your favorite yeah. tunes. Is there a favorite Billy tune I can't you? say that. You know, and kind of looking at, at the song titles last night and putting those comments together, I, some of them on the radio maybe catch you a little bit more, and then when you see them live, they kind of take on a different different look. But, hey, I don't know if I can single one out. Well, you've got some guitars in your office. Maybe Billy sends you a little baby grand. We slide that into the corner. I, of the I made a little suggestion about adding something to my music corner of my office uh, <laughs> when he comes into town next summer. We'll see what happens. Let's talk a little bit about the baseball side of things. Obviously, it's been a winter of transition, a, a new leadership on the baseball side with with Derek and Thad. Uh, you've had some transition in your coaching staff as well. You remain here, moving forward towards 2017. What has been the most difficult part? What has been the the most pleasurable part of this transition for you? I don't look at anything really that was has been overly difficult. I, I think that as major of steps as the organization has taken in changing the top of our baseball leadership, it's going to present challenges. Uh, myself having the opportunity to uh, return and something that I'm grateful for. It's spent a lot of time this winter um, getting to know these guys, Derek and Thad, just as men, how they think, some of their ideas, some of the 
plans of action that they, they would like to see us try to put in place in terms of preparing players, getting players to play the game the right way, all those type of things. But I've enjoyed that. It, it's taken a little extra time, but I think it's worthwhile to try to find our way onto the same page, especially as we head into camp starting in about a month. And uh, I'm looking forward to working with both those guys. I, th- I think the most enjoyable thing is that, you know, it wasn't more than a couple of weeks ago, we, we turned the page on 2016. And, you know, I didn't really dwell on it too long after the season, but the bad taste lingered. You know, it's not like I'm out there looking for redemption or anything like that. I, I just have the optimism of a new season uh, about to unfold and trying to uh, create a vision for myself and for our team of, of how we're going to do things better and hopefully win a heck of a lot more games. You mentioned do things better, and I think that's an important phrase because it's not as if Cavalry's riding over the hill with a host of new players necessarily. You had a very young team in many critical spots. Yep. You will still have a young team with a lot of those same people, and yet there's so much optimism because you can see in the flashes of a Kepler, of a Buxton, of a Sano, of a Rosario. You can see the flashes sure. of what they can become. Is that the critical element moving forward to try to extract the potential from them as they continue to grow as young men? And well, I, you know, last last year we, we did a lot of things below average. Uh, I won't say poorly because I don't, I don't like to put too harsh of criticism on young players. It's part of the process. The skills are there. Uh, we see them. Like you said, there's been some spurts where these guys have, you know, you just sit back and go, wow, you know, what, what are they going to do in this game going forward? But you also know that the emotional stability of players, you know, sustaining losing streaks and batting slumps and whatever else you have to endure, you're not always making the best decisions in the heat of the moment, whether it's in the batter's box or on the bases or in, on the defensive side. And you need to grow into that. And, uh, Myself, our coaches, and hopefully some of the veteran players, we, we can just continue addressing those things. I, I sit and watch some of the things that happen, and I shake my head like everybody else. But I'm not going to show up young players when I know they're working hard. I, I just am going to trust that the game will teach them, along with hopefully some good voices that they can listen to, and we can clean up some of those things and be a better team. I know Thad and Derek have expressed from the beginning the desire to have maybe a, another veteran-type player in the clubhouse who can help bridge some of that and help players in that process. It's getting a little bit late in the game. Game, but yeah. there are players out there. Do you anticipate that maybe that guy might still be around? Do you hold out hope for that? Well, I think you've heard me talk about this before, and those guys have talked about it, but to be honest with you, um, it's one of the things that I mentioned early on in our conversations was that I thought that was a, a big part of what we needed to look at is trying to find a way to add some veteran presence uh, to the clubhouse, um, primarily in the positional area, but also pitching. I think Jason Castro is going to help out in that regard. We've, we've signed a couple veteran guys, uh, uh, including Vogel song that potentially could have some impact but you know I, I think Chris uh, I've learned a lot in a couple of years but definitely one of the things I do know is that this isn't college where a coach can come in with a basketball team or a football team and you know all of a sudden say hey I'm going to be the culture leader on this team it's a lot of in-house in-player player-to-player horizontal things that get the most out of these guys uh, it doesn't take away from my responsibility and my job and my coaches, but I know that's real for these guys playing at the professional level. Right, very well said. Uh, Paul Molitor joining us here in studio on Deep Cuts. Tonight, he is actually going to be, in fact, as we speak, in Aberdeen, South Dakota, as part of the Twins Winter Caravan. Got to talk about pitching. Obviously, that's where it all starts. Uh, you look at teams that go deep, teams that win, uh, and they all have pitching. You've got some folks coming back who have had success, who have track records of success at times as major league pitchers. You can never have enough of those guys. Again, like with the young position players, 
Is it simply a matter of maximizing the performance of some people who, who have, have struggled with inconsistency? It's, you know, pitching, is, it's a big deal. We obviously know that if we don't get off the trend we saw last year, it, it's going to be very problematic. I think if I were to evaluate and project what I could reasonably expect from our pitchers last year, person by person, there were hard to pick out many that either met or surpassed that. It doesn't mean that I don't have hope that we can do that again. You know, you go down our, our rotation candidates from, you know, Irvin and Santiago and Phil and Gibson and Barrios and May and Mejia and Vogelsong and, and Duffy. There should be enough competition there where I think at least coming out of camp we'll have a pretty good feel of what to expect. And then the bullpen, we have some guys that emerged. Kinsler obviously did a great job. We saw what Rogers and Presley taking the next step. You know, both Shears and O'Rourke from the left side and uh, uh, how we're going to supplement the right side. There's going to be a lot of competition in camp. But shaping that pitching staff, I know it changes throughout the course of the season, but that's going to be a huge part of us being able to turn this thing around. You are, as we mentioned, heading out uh, in a couple of days, and uh, as this airs, you're going to be in South Dakota. you got the Southwest leg and along some, yes. some bus miles out there this year. You are no stranger to the caravan. Uh, do you still enjoy it? Do you enjoy that process? Because, boy, the reaction you get from people and from fans, whether it's I saw you at County Stadium sure. back in the day, <laughs> or I, I played against you in, in youth baseball right. in St. Paul, you have a great knack for it, and you seem to enjoy it. Do you enjoy that process still as much as it appears you do? I do like it, and I and I and I do enjoy the interaction. You and I shared a caravan experience, uh, and we had fun. And I think that's kind of the name of the game to talk baseball. in, in January in Minnesota is always kind of a uplifting thing to do. You know, this year we'll see how it goes. I'm sure there's going to be some frustration, and we'll hear some questions. Maybe a little bit tougher than last mm-hmm. winter, but hey, we, we'll stand up to that. I, I do know that our team's fans is very wide ranging in terms of geographically and it's good to get out there have them give them an opportunity to see some of the minnesota twins people face to face and i look forward to uh, engaging interacting with those people if anybody shows up with that batman and robin poster <laughs> where you've got the jacket on yeah that's they, pretty. snap a photo of that one for me i've been looking for one of those ever since uh we saw that in uh, i think red wing i think where they rolled in with that one yeah for people who know uh, robin yacht and myself did one uh batman robin poster way back when and cool cars leather jackets yeah we, we had the gig working pretty good unfortunately it was only about 45 years ago i think when that (laughs) picture was taken so you haven't aged a bit paul molitor here in studio paul we appreciate it uh when we come back here on deep cuts brought to you by discover st louis park mark janoski is going to step in with some uh, tidbits including i think the newest folks are going to be joining paul in cooperstown in the upcoming year right here on your home for twins baseball this is the treasure island baseball network Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Mark Janowski jumping in here with some baseball and Twins notes. The big news today, the Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2017 is complete as Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, Pudge Rodriguez join former Commissioner Bud Selig and John Sherholtz, and they will be entering Cooperstown, the induction ceremonies, on July 30th. Back here, week one of Caravan is underway with two groups out and about. Two more legs next week leading into Twins Fest next weekend here at Target Field. Tickets still available. Also, the Twins and Phillies had the grand opening of the baseball academy they share in the Dominican Republic with several current players on hand for the event. Up next, Chris Atterbury chats with Joe Maurer as Deep Cuts moves on here in your home for Twins Baseball. And 
the 3-2 pitch. A line drive, right center, base hit for Maurer. Dozier rounding third. He's going to score. The Twins walk off the drive in 12-2-1. Welcome back to another edition of Deep Cuts. Again, this is Caravan Week, so there are a couple of crews out on the road, not on the road, uh, and able to be home is Joe Maurer. And we're glad to uh, draw Joe into the studio here to chat a little bit. And, Joe, always great to see you in studio. Uh, as your girls get bigger and your extended family is uh, bustling, I imagine it was a busy, busy holiday <laughs> season around the, the various Maurer households in the area. It was. It was. It was uh, busy but a lot of fun. The cousins, uh, my girls, are getting big, and uh, it's fun to, to see them interact with uh, you know uncles and aunts and grandmas and grandpas. So, yeah, we had a great time. Your mom's almost got the full five-on-five basketball game <laughs> yeah. going or what? Yeah, well, she's got uh, nine grandkids all under the age of eight, so they're working up there a little bit. Oh, you just take, <laughs> you just put your feet up and, and catch your breath in, in here for a few minutes. Let's talk about the offseason baseball-wise. It started, obviously, with change and with uh, with <clears> Derek <throat> and Thad being here, and you were here had a chance to meet them. Now, unlike a lot of your teammates, you've had a chance to actually sit down and chat with them. Uh, your first impressions of, uh, of the new leadership team here on the baseball side, Derek and, and Thad? Uh, one, just excitement. You know, um, I came up here and, uh, you know, kind of that uh, unveiling day, you know, with the press conferences and, you know, then they had to head off to the GM meetings, I think. But, um, you know, we chatted a little bit and uh, definitely excited. Wanted to listen to what they had to say, uh, you know, not just at the press conference, but they held a, you know, employees, uh, I guess, um, you know, holding court for the employees, too. And, um, you know, wanted to come into that and, and just listen and um, obviously introduce myself and, uh, you know, start that relationship. So I'm definitely excited about those guys. Uh, they seem, uh, you know, very sharp, very engaging. And, uh, you know, I'm excited where we're headed. They're smart guys and they're engaging guys. And so many people... I think in the perception they want to say, oh, these are this is going to be numbers based, or this is going to be old school scouting based. I think people miss that sometimes from a player's perspective, that's not as big a deal. That's maybe more about choosing how to put a roster together or how you're going to utilize your skills. As a player, though, do you look at that stuff? I feel like this is a topic that, uh, for whatever reason, is, is rarely broached with you. Do you mm-hmm. analyze numbers? Do you get into any of that in terms of how you can... Uh, augment your own game on a year to year? Yeah, I, I think, uh, well, I think information's a good thing, but I also think uh, sometimes you can get so immersed in that uh, you kind of forget uh, That's the, you trick, know, right? the normal thing. Yeah. So I think um, information can be a good thing. I think you can overload at times, and I think um, sometimes younger players do that. I think they overload uh, way too many things instead of going out and, and doing the things that. Uh, what got them there but um i think it's always um it'd be foolish not to look at those things and, and trying to get better but um you know i definitely think it can have a negative effect as well but i think uh you know with those guys uh, coming in uh, younger guys and younger executives i think they kind of get painted in a certain light where all oh, their numbers guys and that's how they're going to do things but uh, that was one of the things that i got excited about is that they're going to draw from a lot of things and that's a piece of the puzzle to to make decisions so i think that's a healthy way of looking at things yeah and again as you said information and then i think that's one of the tricks to being a pro is learning how to sift through that information and i imagine for you at this point of your career that's become a fairly regular part of your process in terms of what you take in what you're looking for specifically and how you filter it yeah absolutely and you know i'm uh Heading into my 14th year, and I still think, uh, you know, I'm trying to get better. Still learning how to do things, uh, you know, in a, in a better way. Um, I think once you think you figured it all out, it's probably time to get out. But, um, you know, information's good, and uh, the game has definitely changed a lot since I first came in. But, um, you know, I'm trying to, to make the adjustments uh, necessary and, and do things better uh, every day. So much is about health. 
for you, and I know last year you had a really good off season health wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, e- even better. Building on that, you were nicked up at the end of the season, so you had to let that uh, get better. But how are you health wise? I feel great. You know, uh, standing here today, uh, you know, I feel really good. Really uh, excited about uh, where I'm at and uh, how the off season has went. You know, it was uh, it was a tough, uh, especially second half for me uh, physically, and I think that showed up uh, in a lot of the uh, statistics and thing as, things as we went. Uh, you know, as the season progressed, but um, you know, I'm excited where I'm at. Uh, I think uh, if I can stay healthy, I know I can uh, still play at a high level, and uh, I'm excited about that. When you look back at last year, there were stretches where you swung the bat as well as you've ever swung the bat. I think at the start of August, uh, it started in Cleveland, but really the whole month. What were you happy with last year? either offensively or defensively, from an individual performance? And what do you feel like you need to get better at this year? Well, I think uh, for me the biggest key is, is staying healthy, you know, um, trying to, to fight through some things. Maybe uh, looking back at last year, trying to fight through some things I probably shouldn't have. Because um, that's the battle, right? You want to be on the field more games, but there's probably a magic mm-hmm. line there somewhere. There the is, and, and it's tough uh, when you're in it. You know, uh, we play every day. Uh, you want to be out there for uh, your teammates, and uh, you want to be out there, period. And, um, you know, looking back on it now, uh, I think I might have after my third or maybe fourth or third or fourth setback I probably should have stepped back a little bit but um, you know I wanted to play and um, you know I don't regret that but uh, you know smarter self off season kind of looking at how things progress it was probably the right decision but you know I'm excited where I'm at and uh, if I can stay healthy and uh, stay feeling good I think I can uh, can do pretty well. This is still a pretty young team, and is there an energy that comes from having young, talented people around you that are still growing? You mentioned you're in your 14th year, but to see what a guy like Max Kepler is going to go through this year, uh, to stick with a left-handed hitter, to see what Byron is going to continue to do to, to unleash all of that uh, you know, ceilingless potential of his, a young Miguel mm-hmm. Sano, is that energizing for you as a veteran player? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it was exciting uh, just the end of last year, you know, especially uh, you know, speaking with Buxton. Um, I think he... Uh, kind of turned a corner there as of late and was playing really well and you know that that, that happens you just got to play and you got to learn and uh, you got to play that's the best way to learn is to learn uh, you know from mistakes and and go through but um, yeah I'm definitely excited to see the guys it it was a very tough uh, challenging year for for everybody but um, for some of those young guys uh, that first full season um, second year is is always your toughest in your career and and we had a lot of guys going through that time in their career so um, I'm excited to see uh, what uh, those guys are building on uh, heading into next season you have somehow through the course of almost 14 years now and growing up in the public eye from the time you're in high school managed to always mask kind of some of your emotions you're not a real demonstrative guy Mm -hmm. on the field in the public eye but man still waters run deep you are a very competitive guy (laughs) I know losing that many games bugged you yeah. Uh, and is that something that just eats and eats and eats away at you until you have a chance to atone for it on the field? Oh, absolutely. That's uh, you know that's just more fuel to the fire. You know, um, to go out and uh, work hard every day here in the off season and build your body up and do the right things to uh, just try to turn that around. You know, um, like I said this is my 14th year uh, here with this organization, the organization I grew up watching and and uh, rooting for ever since I was little. And um, you know, nobody wants to win more than I do out there. And uh, maybe that gets a little uh, misinterpreted by most, but um, you know, I'm pretty competitive. You just uh, kind of have to ask my wife or uh, <laughs> my mom or dad. Uh, they'll they'll tell you some stories. But um, yeah, you know, last year, uh, and you have to take things personal. You know, um, it was a bad season. You know, it just uh, I think it looks a lot worse than what it uh, may look like heading into this next season. But uh, I'm excited about showing everybody that. How, how long did that last? Like when the season ends, where it's just 
eating at you before you can put it behind you and start focusing on what's ahead? I don't know if it ever just gets behind you. You know, I, I hate to lose, and uh, like I said, you can ask uh, my wife or uh, my parents about it, but um, you definitely have to try to, you know, put it in the back burner and, you know, move forward. You try to, after a season, I always try to look at the year as a whole and, um, you know, see what I could could have done or could I do this better or was this good, you know, things like that. So um, looking at my season as a whole, um, if you just look at the numbers, it doesn't look too good, but I had a great April. I had some stretches there where I was doing some good things, and, you know, it's just trying to uh, to keep that going, and I think the key for me is uh, is health. It's Deep Cuts brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. Joe Mauer, kind enough to join us in studio. We'll take a break. Come back. Three cuts for Joe when we return. Wrap things up on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to another edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins all across the network. Facebook Live. We're Facebooking live now, Oh, Joe, Pretty big deal, well, right? First time here. I don't really know how to do that, <laughs> but we're doing it. And also streaming online. Joe Mauer's in studio. He's going to dig in for three cuts here. And, Joe, last week... You were at Target Field to uh, announce the Billy Joel concert that will be coming up. Now, you'll be in the West Coast when that uh, concert happens, but uh, I've heard you sing karaoke. I I heard you do the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, and you put Byron Buxton to shame uh, in front of an audience. If you had to karaoke a Billy Joel song, what would it be? Um, I'd probably go with uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. Ah, um, kind yeah. of your rap Hopefully people are there? dancing or moving around and not paying attention to what uh, to what I say. But um, yeah, probably we didn't start the fire. How, how old were you when that song came out? You're probably, probably when I was born. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. been out a long time, but uh, kind of just tells you Billy Joel. I mean, he's uh, yeah. can reach uh, my parents and all the way down <laughs> to probably my kids. So it's uh, it's exciting to have them. Have them coming. We're probably going to hold you to that. Had you seen that <laughs> song at some point in the studio? Yeah. All right. Here's a, a, a maybe a trick question. What was the last book that you read? Wow. Last book that I read. Um, well, it was actually last night uh, to my daughters. Yeah, um, I wondered if that might I was not be say, the case. What, what kind of book are we talking about? Um, but yeah, my my girls like the little blue trucks. Oh yeah. Um, I think Can't that's go wrong with little blue trucks. Um, and then we're you know bedtime. We're reading a lot of good night books. So um, that's where we're at right now. Where I'm at reading right now. Real test of a parent and how old your kids are. Do you know all the words to Good Night Moon? by heart you know what we it that one came that, out right? yeah so good night moon obviously it's a staple um yeah. but we haven't really read that one in a long time but uh they might have yeah, grown it they know, might have uh, kind of moved past good night to the red balloon uh, <laughs> you know yeah i can i can recite a few uh a few words from that all right and finally you did a really cool thing this winter with the the sports science thing over at the science museum in, in st paul and uh, i was over there about a week ago and they hadn't unveiled it yet people can race you they can mm-hmm. race tc they can race i think zach parisi might be there christian press from the women's soccer yeah, Lindsay team whalen whalen yep what was the the coolest part of that experience for you, and, and what was that like from your perspective, seeing how you measured up? Were there things that surprised you about yourself or didn't surprise you that you were pleased with, not pleased with? You know, uh, just overall, what a what a cool experience. You know, uh, when they first uh, asked if I was interested in it, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Science Museum, like I said, growing up, going to field trips there and um, seeing all the different exhibits. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Science Museum as a whole, but then uh, obviously to do a sportsology 
exhibit. Uh, I was all ready to go. But, um, you know, and then we talk about, you know, the athletes that are involved. Um, you know, Lindsay Whalen, actually, that was the first time I met her. Amazing, was uh, right? On set. And, uh, you know, I feel like I've known her for a long time, <laughs> you know, since you know, we've been uh, been playing for a while. But, um, you know, it was kind of fun to see the other athletes come out and do their thing. And they asked me to throw and to take some swings. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, I had fun with it. And then we went to the opening and saw the, the finished product. And I think a lot of kids are going to enjoy it. If, and big kids, too. If I was there and I was going to race either you or TC, who do you think I should probably start with? Um, to warm up, I think TC. TC's yeah. uh, not Did the quickest bear. Um, yeah, I, I think I can be TC. <laughs> <laughs> I love TC if you're listening, but, uh, yeah, you're you're kind of slow. But, uh. <laughs> there you have it, unless he's chasing salmon. That's Joe Mauer. Yeah. Three cuts with Joe Mauer. I encourage you to check out uh, that Sportsology exhibit at the Science Museum. I want to thank Joe. I want to thank Paul Molitor. And everybody for joining us here on another edition of Deep Cuts. We'll be back next week. We'll actually be on the road from Cedar Rapids. Trevor May, Byron Buxton, and more. We'll see you then right here on your home for Twins Baseball.